Welcome back to True Dominion Ministries podcast with your host, Latanya and Christopher Stevens. We are back here for a new season, and I pray that you all have been well. I pray that what we've already put out within the content has blessed you so far. And we're just going to sit here and we're going to talk about what the podcast means to us and what it's done for us as individuals. So, Chris, I would like to ask you something. Yes. First of all, do you want to say something to the people? Well, I just really want to say that I hope that what we have said has brought light to the subjects that we have spoke on. I hope that we have spoken with clarity and with the heart of God. You know, we never want to do anything that God is not a part of. We never want to give a word that is not elevating for the people. So whenever you get a chance, shoot us a comment. Let us know. We're all ready for constructive criticism. So we're Mm -hmm. all for it. Uh, no one is perfect, but we're trying to be perfected in that thing that God has sent us to. So, mm-hmm. with that being said. I would say my first year of the podcast was a year of me finding out who I am and what I am called to do specifically. I believe I spent a lot of time watching other people, listening to other people, and even at times mimicking other people just because that is what I was seeing. And so I struggled with who I was and what God was calling me to do. And there were some things that I I was obedient with, such as um, with the podcast. I was like, okay, I got to get a Twitter account. I got to get a Snapchat. I got to get all these other social media platforms to gain numbers or access to people. And God was very specific and said, you won't do what everybody else is doing. And so I can appreciate him saying that because the podcast is where I made my mistakes and it's behind closed doors. Even though we have an audience, there's still room for improvement. There's room to make mistakes in a sense. And we don't have to deal with uh, the backlash or the comments such as social media does. Every time you post something, you get immediate response as to what people have to say. But I thank God that I didn't and I think that I thank God that I got to do it with just his correction and in his rebuke and his direction because through that process, I learned that it's okay to be me. I also learned my around my own study habits and I believe it's made me better for this season. I believe this season you will see growth in me and the way that I present it, you will see the difference. Let me just say it that way. You will see the difference in the way I approach the word. And so I think that's what it's done for me. Now, I know that we got a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of listenings to the music portion of our podcast, which Christopher has done his own music and his own content. And that is something that he has been very proud of. And I am also very proud of him for diving into that arena of gospel rap. It was not something that I necessarily was used to. It wasn't something that I really understood just because for the sake of tradition, but I also learned that people receive God in many different ways. And with that being said, there's a testimony within every song that I have listened to from him. And I believe that because it's truly from his heart and it's truly from the word of God, where he either quotes scripture or use the word of God pertaining to the songs, I can definitely, definitely appreciate the work of art. So for you, I would ask you, what has the music portion for you, what has it meant to you, and what did you get out of it this past year of doing the podcast? Well, it means a lot to me because, first of all, we have music that's degrading, and um, there is really not much uplifting music out there, period. 
Not even in gospel? Not saying in gospel. Okay. I'm just saying there's really no uplifting music as far as when you come to a place of, of rap and everything. You know, hip-hop has taken everything in a different direction as far as glorifying the world, such mm -hmm. as drugs and women, sex, you know, money, cars, clothes, you know what I'm saying? Just glorifying everything that our flesh wants, but nothing has given light into the spirit in us. You know what I'm saying? And everybody has spirit in them, but, you know, it's just... And from a personal standpoint, I know how music can affect a lot of people. Music is like one of the most influential things that we have in the world today. You know what I'm saying? Um, as Bishop said, it's the cheapest way to redecorate the house without moving the furniture. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's what he said. <laughs> and that's true. I, I believe people receive from music and can also go within themselves with music versus just hearing a word. And I believe with your music, though, I find out a lot about you. You know in how. In the way that you present your music. You know how when we used to listen to those old school R&B songs, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. They made you fall in love. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Some yes. things, you know, <laughs> it took you to a different place. You right. know what I'm saying? It took you to a different mindset. It took, you know, it grasped your heart in a different way. And I think that's what music does. Music gets in places that words people. Yeah, this conversation doesn't. Music goes into those deep crevices that conversation never will because a lot of people don't tend to listen to a conversation but for so long. Right. You know, they have a, a short attention span. But music is normally it's around four minutes, five minutes tops. Mm -hmm. um, so in that little short period of time, you can say a whole lot of things and it's catchy. Wow. There's a beat and then you got words. There's a sound. And then mm. nine times out of ten, you will gravitate to it if you like it. That's right. You know, it, it'll, it'll capture your spirit and your mind and your heart quicker than the conversation would. Absolutely. I didn't look at it like that, but that's that's deep right there. Well, I believe with your topics of your music and the different beats and the different sounds, even you putting some ad-libs on there, <laughs> you were showing out for the people. Um, I believe that it even made me think about some of the things that you were singing or rapping about and to also look within you because I understand that the music that you sing and the music that you rap comes from your heart. And this is things that you do a part of being a father, a husband, a full-time worker, and doing the things that you have to do on a day-to-day -day basis. You still find time to make music. And I don't know if y'all was paying attention, he had a different song out every week. That takes a lot of commitment, um, let alone to put a message together at the same time when you're working 12 and 14 hour days. So I very much commend you on the sacrifice and the commitment that you gave within this past year of the podcast. Moving forward, we're not going to be on here long. For me, I am really going after the loss because that's where I believe God has given me a new assignment. And when I say a new assignment, I know that we were here to go after people and send them back or redirect them back to Christ. But like I said, within my last year, I was doing it the wrong way and doing it by feelings and emotions and not really paying attention to what God was, to the place God was trying to get me to. So this year, my heart is truly focused on the people who have wandered off. My heart is really focused on the people 
who just need someone to speak to them instead of speaking at them. And my heart is also on the people who want God and they are trying to find a home or a church to go to and they're trying to look to someone who can identify with them or relate with them and really just connect with because we are one body. And I have a message that's going to come out next Sunday night at 8 p.m. And it's talking about our responsibilities. So, and that goes hand in hand with that. So I won't go into that too much, but that is where my focus will be clearly in this year's podcast. You know, I can honestly say that I can see where the Christian community has really dropped the ball, you know, as as it relates to the loss. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes when we get saved and everything and our lives change, we forget who we used to be. Right. We forget where we came from. We forget those things that we used to do, you know, and and we can tend to be condemning sometimes. Mm-hmm. But, you know, in this season, in my life, in my music and in everything about me, you know, I'm reconnecting with who I used to be so that I can better serve the people that were just like me. Exactly. You know, uh, I understand that when we change, and yes, it takes time to change. It doesn't happen overnight. It's a process. Everybody has their process. I believe if you can repent and you can ask God for forgiveness, that he will forgive. You know what I'm saying? He told, Jesus told the disciples to forgive seven times a day. God is going to forgive us. He will forgive us because he's just, just like that. He said, if you ask for forgiveness, then he is just to forgive. That's right. You know, I don't want people to stop trying. Exactly. It's when you stop trying that you don't make it. If you could just keep pushing and, and keep going, at the end of the tunnel, there is light. I know everything doesn't happen instantaneously, and everybody has their own process. There are different pains that we go through, different struggles that we go through, different thoughts in our mind, different things we have to come, we have to denounce and, and get rid of. Because if we continue to put our in the same place that we have always been we will get the same results that we have always had so now it's a time for us to come from among them so to speak or come from the places that we're comfortable being and come from around the people that we're comfortable with and come into a a different mindset a different kind of people a peculiar people and we shall become peculiar you know I understand that nobody wants to feel like they're less than Mm -hmm. but God love it's perfected in us when we are less than. You see what I'm saying? We can't we can't think that we automatically got to have it all together. We have to get it all together before we come to Christ. If that was the case, it would have already been done. That's just not the case. I mean, we have to know that we are flawed. We were born in sin, shaping in iniquity. That means we were destined to do wrong from the very beginning. But the grace of God is extended to us. The mercy of God is protecting us and and upholding us. We just have to be willing to submit, willing to say, okay, I messed up. God, will you forgive me? We have to be sincere in heart with it, though. We can't just come to God and say, you know what I'm saying, God, you know, yeah, I done did it again, you know. But we have to be sincere in heart. God is looking for a pure heart to work through. You know what I'm saying? Is he looking for a perfect person? No. All the perfect people are already gone. Jesus was perfect. That's why his love is perfected in us. So we have to walk in his love. We have to walk in his grace, his mercy. We cover under his blood. 
trust me, it ain't about, it ain't my blood, it ain't your blood, because our blood just is dirty as the earth. It's filthy. Our our greatest accomplishments are as dirty rags, filthy rags. First of all, we got to know that God is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And if we diligently seek him, all those things that concerns us, he will perfect. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. Because we often beat ourselves down because of what we didn't do or, or what we didn't say or what we did, you know, that wasn't right or that wasn't pleasing unto God. We struggle with things that we're not supposed to struggle with. That's not our business. He said the battle belongs to him. Why are we fighting something that ain't ours? Because we think it is ours. If you look at society today, as we talked about this before, the church, the people, the Christians, the believers, we really act just like the world. It's about us. It's about our brand. It's about the next thing that we can do. And God's name is not even on it. But we present it and we package it in a way where we want people to accept us in our stuff. But we don't want the truth. We don't want people to come tell us about ourselves. We don't want nobody to check us. We don't want nobody to show us who we really are. And we sit there and we're deceiving ourselves in sin, in pride, in rebellion. Eric. Exactly. And there's no humility amongst the people. And I said that for the message for next Sunday. It is not humility. It is arrogance that we say that we're being transparent. There is no transparency without humility. You can't tell somebody a testimony without humility. Jesus was humble and lowly. That is the, that is the role that we must take on, to be humble and lowly. And it's not about judging people, but it is about calling it what it is. I want to be very careful about what I say, about who I said about, and things of that nature, because people are trying. People are trying to come back to the church. People are wanting to come back to the church. But if you look on social media or YouTube or anything else, we push them right out the door and we'll tell them they're not saved. Oh, they, oh, they deceiving the people. Because the church don't want nothing new. Exactly. But not even not something new. They want to believe that they're the better saint. They're, they're the ones that's holier than thou. And it's not even about that because you got mess too. And what's bothering me is that we don't see our own mess. We do not see our own mess. And the Bible clearly said, take the beam out your own eye before you... Try to look and see the speck that's in your brother's eye. Now, let's get it right. I've been guilty of judging. I've also been guilty of, of you know, presenting myself as, I've, as I'm holier than thou because someone else doesn't have it together yet. So I'm not speaking of a place of they did that and I didn't. I'm speaking that, yes, I was that person and I let God check me on it. And show me who I was and show me that I that that he was no respecter of person and he can use whoever he want to use. He can ordain whoever he want to ordain. That's none of my business. And I just want to remind the people that there are people who are really lost. Really lost. Really, really lost. And God gave me this vision of an auditorium of chairs. And there were empty seats. And the empty seats represented empty souls or lost souls. And so 
my challenge is for people whenever you see or if you have a church or have a building or have some type of meetings that you put together when you see an empty seat you need to also see a lost soul you need to be able to visualize that there is someone out there that's lost and you need to go find them because they're not going to just pop up in your church or in your meetings you have to go get them we have to learn how to serve again we have to know how to be a service of the people that's in need. And I'm not just talking about the hungry and the naked. I'm talking about people who really have a need, who people. really need to know that someone understands them, that, that just need somebody to understand that they were unloved, that need somebody to understand that they were neglected and cast away. And we use the word um, rejected. We use the word rejected, but we don't go get it rejected. People that have been damaged and stepped across and stepped on and backstabbed and they people have lost a lot in these last years. And their lives with suicide, even down to the babies. If you just look at the news, the babies have committed suicide, eight and nine and ten year olds. That is crazy. You mean to tell me nobody in the whole body of Christ from the neck down saw anything coming, anything happening, picked up on their spirit, poured into this child at some time or another. And I'm not saying that it's anybody's fault as far as like the parents or anything like that, but no one recognized it or by the time they recognized it, it was too late. That's a problem. We're supposed to be the body of Christ from the neck down, the body of Christ. You do not leave your house without your limbs. And if your stomach hurt, your hand is at least going to try to comfort it, even though it can't do nothing but pop a pill, help assist you putting a pill in your mouth or whatever it is that you do to soothe your pain. But the hand at least knows to comfort the stomach in a way where it's saying, I'm here. I'm here. I might can't do nothing for you, but I'm here. And that's how we should look at the body of Christ. I might can't do nothing about your abuse. I might can't do nothing about your rape or your mother leaving you. But I just want you to know that I'm here. And sometimes that's all people need. They don't need a word. They don't need a message. They don't need a song. They just want to know, I got somebody that care enough to, to be listen, here. To listen. And that's where I see I was absent from. I was not there for people. I was there more for myself and my, for my family. I was not a service to God's people. I was claiming to be a part of the body of Christ, but didn't want nothing to do with nothing <laughs> or nobody. And so I'm talking about from experience, I'm talking about my own selfishness. I'm talking about doing better and being better and recognizing that if I'm going to call myself a Christian or a believer or a part of the body of Christ, then that's exactly what I need to represent. It's more than just giving a message every Sunday or every Tuesday or Wednesday is more than just going to church, is more than just being affiliated with people, is more than all of that. I am a part of the body and I need to do what God has called me to do. What, what, whatever he gives me to do, that's what I'm supposed to do. If I'm gonna be the foot, then let me be the foot and stand. And using that analogy, don't just show up, be present. Don't just show up, be present, you know? Because there's a lot that's going on around us, a whole lot. Mm -hmm. All you have to do is just open your eyes and look. People are hurting. People going their own direction. Nobody is coming together to do anything anymore. 
it's this against that. Right. It's us against them, you know, and, and, and that's just not the way it's supposed to be. If we can come together on in, on one accord, being united, just imagine the things that we can do. Imagine the doors that will open up for us. Imagine the places we can go. Imagine the places that God can take us when we're united, being one body, one one spirit, one under one God, one. Mm. <laughs> one, you got that right, and and it's it's sad that it has that it has become that, and it's not like it just got that way. It's been happening over time, and I just know that now I'm ready. Now I'm ready to do what God has called me to do. It was a process. He had to show me me before He showed me anybody else. He had to show me how to serve my house before I served the outside. And he's going to show me how to serve the people that's outside the church before I serve the people that's inside the church. So I just, I, I'm just thankful for where God has me and that he showed me who I am and, and that I am called to do this. I am blessed to be a blessing. And whatever happens from this podcast on out, I give all glory to God. And I know Christopher and myself, we can't always be together to do the podcast. So we have done a lot of things individually. But I thank God for that, too, because it caused us to <laughs> really get down in our own stuff and, and what God has given us as individuals. Yeah, so, grow in our own purpose, right. our own unique purpose. Yes, we are a couple. Yes, we are one. But we all have our own unique purpose. Right. I you can't rap, so that's that's not or sing so you you might not ever hear that from me but i will cheer him on as he walks into his purpose and his calling and his gifts and his talents and we'll support each other and i just believe that if we can get people to come together as one and stop fighting against the church that's next to you or stop you know just sending people back out the church because they ain't got themselves together yet you ain't got yourself together yet either if we can be true and honest. I mean, just take a look at your life. I mean, see where you still fall short at. See where you still mess up at. See where you still think wrong thoughts at. See where you still get yourself into a fix. But God always coming to help you and deliver you out of all your oppressions. And deliver you out of all the things that you got yourself into. But yet, the grace that has been extended to you, you have not extended it yet to your brother or your sister. But you just holding on, you just holding hostage God's grace all for yourself. Yes, and we, I have been guilty of that. I definitely have been guilty of that. As you can see, I'm talking about me. Yes, I have been very guilty of that because I felt like because I was in a certain place and they were not, it gave me every right to say, oh, well, they need to get themselves together. I don't know what their process was before that. They probably got themselves together the best way they knew how or with the relationship that they had with God at that time was probably the best that they can do. You know what and, I think? I think that sometimes we think we have to do it. Right. When it's not us that can do it. Exactly. It's God that can do it. You, you know, know, because I know I know for myself there was a lot of things that I had to deal with. A lot of a lot not not even a drug addiction, but addictions to other things, you know what I'm saying? But mm -hmm. there were a lot of things that had to be delivered in me, you know what I'm saying? And 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 I can say that it was because I had a made up mind. But ultimately, it was the spirit of God that took that away from me, that took that taste out of my mouth, that took that that, that, that feeling, that yearning and loneliness away from me and, and, and allowed me to see myself in a whole different light. Amen.
you know i really think that if you're going to do anything first make up your mind mm. you can't do nothing with a made-up mind a man that makes up his mind is the man that can stand the test of time because once you make up your mind you make up in your mind i mean you and you truly follow through you can get through anything you can go anywhere you can do anything you can be around anybody you know trust me i i work six seven days a week for for the last year you know 12 14 hours a day mm. but and the people that i had to deal with it was a making me process it all made me shape me mold me you know into, into how to deal or how to cope with people you know how to understand where they're coming from at the same time we don't have the same beliefs but i can understand where you're coming from because i have stopped putting my views ahead of your views and i think that's where we, that's where we look and we say oh well my views are right and your views are wrong but it's not that's that's simply not the case because they were raised a different way than you were raised they live a different life than you live they have been subject to things that you were never subject to or they seen or heard things that maybe you never heard before or seen before you know so everybody has a different perspective of looking at things but we don't take time to see where they coming from or or how why they feel the way that they feel we just want to judge and we just want to put them on the back burner because they don't feel or they don't think the way we think and they don't look the way we look they don't act the way we act and condemn them and that's just not who we should be it's not so i just pray that we all get it together for the body of christ and that we all as we're supposed to be fitly joined together come together and do what we're called to do for jesus we keep talking about he's coming back but are we ready are we prepared because if not He's not going to be looking at who you're judging because you too have to come to the throne and be judged. Oh, yeah. Judge and not for you shall be judged first. The same measure you judge will be met back to you again. Exactly. And so, you know, I can only, what I realize is the only thing that I can do for some people is just pray for them. I may not be a help or a service to some people and that, and I have to be okay with that. Some people will not receive from me, and I have to be okay with that. Some people will not follow my example. I have to be okay with that. But at the same time, I still have prayer, and God still hears prayers of the righteous. So he's going to hear my prayer for that person, and I know that I believe when I pray that they can be saved and they can be delivered and they can be set free from whatever bondage and hurt that they have, then I leave that in God's hands. And that's his job. That's for him to do. But we got to get out of thinking that we can save people and we can deliver people because that's where your frustration comes from. Your frustration comes from you thinking, oh, well, they don't want to change. They don't want to do this and they don't want to do that. They're they not your people to change. That's right. First and foremost, they're, <laughs> they're not, not yours. Your they're they not, not your not people, yours. them God people. That's right. And if you give them to their father or back to God, hey, he going to work it out. He got to work it out. Or he'll leave them over to a reprobate mind if they choose not to. They still have a choice. But you don't know, you don't You don't get to say when somebody has to change and they need to change within a year and they need to change within six months. There's still some things that they got to work out. Still some things they got to get out of them. You know what I'm saying? Unless you know what that is, how can you help somebody? That's right. 
unless you know exactly what they're dealing with, what they dealt with, and how long they dealt with it, how much stuff they're continuously holding on to, how can you help somebody? And some things we just will never know. And some things we don't know. Some, some things, things people won't tell. We'll never tell. We'll never tell. And that and you have to be okay with that. And I and I have to I had to learn that. I have to be okay with people wanting to guard their hurt and their pain. Some, knowing knowing that yeah. they're in bondage. Sometimes people just want to hold on to it now. Sometimes that's they right. just want to hold on to it because that's all that's left. That's right. Remember uh the other day, Chris, you said to me we was talking about the homeless and you said, um, you gave three different reasons of why people were homeless. And you said some people don't want to be saved. And some people is still hurt from whatever happened in their life. And, yeah, you got the drug addictions and the prostitutions, but that's not everybody's that's story. That's not everybody. That's not everybody's story. I mean, some people lost something. Some people lost something that was so dear to them. It, it could have been a spouse. It could have been a child. could have been mothers. It could have been siblings. It could have been anything, but they lost something. And, and, and they have yet to grasp themselves. Or they have yet to come to themselves and get it together. And then you have some of those that just, that's the way they see freedom. They don't no have a care in the world. No responsibilities, no house payments, no car payments, no none of that. You know what I'm saying? That's just... That's just some people. That's just the mentality of some people. And what I what I always say is you have to let people be who they are. Hmm. You know, you really have to let people be who they are. Boy, was that a life lesson for Because me. they are unique, significantly unique. Everybody got their own DNA. No DNA is the same. Every fingerprint is different. And that's the same way every mindset works. Everybody has a different thought process. Everybody. No two people think everything just alike. Not even twins. And they were in the same womb for the same amount of time. Life is really happening all around us. And when life happens, we got to know where we can go. We got mm. to know who we can call on. Yes. We got to know who answers our prayers. Some people don't know how to pray. Some people don't want to pray. I know when I was out there in the world, I was like, look, I got myself into it. I'm going to get myself out of it. I ain't about to be calling on God for something that I did. That just ain't me, you know? And I said, when I get it, when I decide to get saved and everything, I'm going to be all in, which that was the case. But that was my process. That was my mindset. But it took hurt. I mean, to the core. It took devastation in order for me to come to Christ. Don't let that be you. Please don't let that be you. And it's not just one time. It took devastation after devastation after devastation before I finally surrendered myself, surrendered my will. But yet it's still, it's a process still to today. And I believe that people will begin to get healed for real and delivered for real when we can treat them just like Jesus treats us. The same patience. The same kindness, the same love. Same forgiveness. When we can treat God's people the way that he treats us is when we will see real healing and real deliverance and real love in the world. Not this famous, I want to be known spirit and I want to do everything possible before I leave this earth. This is not your home. And we were called here to worship. So at the end of the day, I just pray that the rest of this season of the podcast, I pray that it blesses you. I pray that 
I continue to grow and to mature and to stay humble and to continue to seek God for his word and what he wants for his people and not what my flesh decides is a good title. I pray that I learn who I am even the more as God shows me. And I pray that for my husband's music, that it begins to unite people, that it begins to help that man or young boy see themselves as a son of God. And not just a servant of God. Because we don't serve God. We serve people hmm. with God's love. Hmm. Amen. You said that. And that's the difference between the servant and the son. Well, we're going to go ahead and end the podcast. Tune in next Sunday at 8 p.m. And I have a message called Responsibilities um, that is going to be posted at 8 o'clock p.m. And all of our podcasts will be 8 o'clock p.m. every Sunday now from now on. And Chris's music, I believe we will post them on Mondays. Um, if that changes, I will let you know. But look forward to his new music as well. God bless. God bless. Y'all have a great day.